The comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. Thank you, Emily, and welcome to the Friday edition of The View from a Pew. Here on your local radio station as well on YouTube and also on just a ton of pod sites, Player FM, CastBox, Podcast Addict, Spotify, um, RSS Feeds, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts. And again, I always thank our producer, Garth, for making that possible. Um, what What a gift he is to this ministry. And uh, we just wouldn't be there without him. I mean, it's just real simple. So I appreciate him very much. Pastor Austin is here as my co-host today. And we're, we're ending up this week with half of our conversation about what the Bible says about the land of Israel, not Israel or the people of Israel, or the Israelites. This is the history of the land. And boy, we went back, what, 800 A.D.? Or I'm sorry, B.C. B.C.? Well, we went back to the time of Abraham okay. and talked about at that time, it was the land of Canaan. Okay, and when about was that? Yeah, you're giving me the same look I gave you. Okay. It was. Uh, I'll, I'll look that up. all for these dates like I'm a, I'm a great authority on these. Well, you are a retired I, I could pastor. I could guess, but I hate to be so far I'll look it up on time. Google as we start this program. So as we wrap up our first week, let's talk a little bit about um, what we now can see that God promised to the land of Abraham. And this goes way, way back to Genesis. Yeah, I love the story of Abraham. Abraham is such a great story. Uh, in that part of Genesis, Genesis 12 starts talking about Abraham, actually Genesis 11 and 12. But uh, God doesn't have a whole lot of friends at this time in the history of the world. You know, the flood took place uh, not too far back, and uh, Abraham, or actually his name is Abram, that right. is later changed to Abraham. Abram is living at Ur of the Chaldees. Abram is already 75 years old. That's pretty old. That's pretty settled. I'm not even 75 yet. And uh, God comes to Abram and says, hey, Abram, I want you your wife, your family, and they don't have any children, but they have relatives that are a part of their household. I want all of you to pick up and move and go to a land that I'm going to show you. This has got to be somewhat crazy to Abram. He's settled. He's living in a nice country, Ur of the Chaldees. You know, all the archaeologists that have been there, they can see that it was a very nice place to live, a good place. And now God is telling Abram, you got to pick up everything and you go to some land, some rocky hill country that's miles and miles away from where you are. And the, the, there are people that already own that land but I want you to go there. I'm going to read from uh, Genesis chapter 12 now. This is when God is speaking to Abram 
in uh, while he's still in Ur of, Cal- Ur of the Chaldees. The Lord said to Abram, get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation, since they didn't have any children. I'm going to make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. What do you think he's talking about there? He's talking about the descendants of Abraham. Through the lineage of Abraham, the Messiah will be born. The Messiah is the one who will come to bring salvation and redemption to this world. God has a plan. But why does God take him away from Ur of the Chaldees and take him to this land to settle there? Well, Abram really doesn't know, but he follows God. His, his family gets settled there. They, he eventually has a son, and it is a son of promise. It is Isaac. And then from Isaac are born Jacob and Esau. Jacob has 12 sons. Uh, that family begins to grow, and then there's a famine in the land, and the family has to go down to Egypt. As they are in Egypt for some time, guess what happens? They become slaves. The pharaohs turn against them, and they become slaves in the land. And finally, God has to send Moses back into Egypt again from where he was born and to... Like he tells Moses, let my people go. So Moses tells that to Pharaoh, and the people of Israel leave. And I'm not sure Bible scholars even debate this question a bunch, but there was a large number by that time, a large number of the people of God, the people of Israel, the Abraham's extended family now. Uh, Some people have said up to 2 million people left out of Egypt as they went back to the land of promise. God said he would take them back there again, but they have to wait uh, because they don't have faith when they get to the borders, so they got to spend another 40 years in the wilderness. When they finally are allowed to come back in, God divides up the land. He divides it according to different tribes, And there is one tribe that doesn't get any land, and that is the tribe of Levi. Why? Because the Levites take care of the sanctuary. They're the ones that are religious leaders, and they receive tithes and offerings that helps to take care of their physical needs. But Israel is back in the land now, and they... After they begin to spread out, they begin to defeat the Philistines, the Amalekites, the Ammonites, the Moabites, and uh, they establish a very strong kingdom. Under King David and then under Solomon, there's, Israel has really reached its peak. They are pretty much in control of things until things begin to slip. And there's trouble in this kingdom because they can't agree anymore, and there becomes a division, and the area of Judah becomes one kingdom, and the area north of Judah becomes known as the kingdom of Israel now, 
and they are actually at times even fighting against each other, which is, is sad about what's happened. But why was it? Why was it that God brings Abraham here? Why was it that God had a purpose for this part of the world? I want, you, I want to read also today Isaiah 2, verses 2 through 4. God is speaking through Isaiah, and uh, here's his message to Israel. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow to it. Many people shall come and say, come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways and we will walk in his paths. He will teach us his ways. Why did God put Israel in the place that he did? Because it was a crossroads in the world. Because nations would be traveling through. They would be coming through for trade. They would be coming through for warfare. Whatever purposes they had, they would come through. And God's people could have an impact upon them and upon their lives. God had a calling for Abraham because he needed his people to be his witnesses in the world. I'm Mac McCoy. That is, of course, my uh, co-host, Pastor Delmar Austin, and we are talking about what does the Bible say about the land of Israel? And the land is important here because we're giving a history of that land, not just the Israelites or the Jews or the Muslims, but that piece of land that we now call, well, back then it was huge. It was. Much bigger than it is now. All right, guess what year they think Abram, Ab- Abram was born? I, I'm going to guess it was around 1,500 years before the time of Christ. Eh. Nope. Oh, what nope. was it? The year 2166 B.C. Okay. Now, I, I, that's got to be uh, an educated guess right because but there is no time recorded other than what we have in the bible with adam and eve and things like that because as you said uh genesis 12 brings us to the what do you call chaldees and that was the place where abraham was born and where god brought him there so i think 1500 years takes us back to about the time of moses actually well, 2160, so that was 4,000 yeah. years ago. Yeah. And then that would make, if, if, if we run on the order that the uh, history of the world is only 6,000 years old, that would have been 2,000 years before Adam and Eve and, and the beginning of, of life uh, as we know it created by our Father God. That's right. And a lot of history that we don't know back before the time of the flood. All right, so give us a view of what's going to be on the radio program and on the webcast next week because we're going to continue this uh, as we continue to look at what the Bible says about the land of Israel. We are going to continue to see what the the Bible said in regards to how Israel would, would the people of Israel would continue to play a role as God's people. God didn't just call Abraham because he liked Abraham better than anybody else. He called Abraham and he wanted Abraham 
to uh, and his family to be witnesses to the rest of the world. And he knew he could reach more people by having them in that crossroads of the world. He had a plan for giving out this message about the nature of God even before Jesus is on earth and sending out apostles to the world. What a history. Yeah, it's, it's really, I believe, quite an amazing story. Well, I just think it's just amazing that we have the documentation to be able to go back that far. Yeah. I mean, this isn't science that took us back this far. These are the stories that have been handed down generation after generation until finally put into the previous testament, the Old Testament, and then the New Testament, which was concluded. When was the Bible actually put together, the Old and the New? Well, the the New Testament canon was pulled together uh, around the time of the end of the first century when, yeah. when the uh, apostles uh, had passed away. And written all their letters. And and written like everything. All right. Well, we thank you for your time this week. We're hoping you find this incredibly interesting and fun. And because we are on a webcast or a podcast, you can tell your friends, hey, go check out the view from a pew the view from a pew on uh, facebook or on podcast addict or on apple Podcasts or spotify or wherever you listen and you can hear all of this next week part two what does the bible say about the land of israel and we're brought to you by the divine truth christian store.com online and in person thanks for listening to the view from a pew Divine Truth Christian Store, where you'll find more.